It's that time again, a new episode of the Rebel Radio Podcast, and uh, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and yeah, yeah, uh, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't do you know, the ladies and gentlemen, that's there you yeah. go. Yeah, I can see you grinning over there, like, well, what about thems and theys and all that? No, I'm sorry, there's just ladies and gentlemen. What about the cat people? Yeah, or well, you know, yeah, the people, the you know, society of cat people. Yeah, the ladies that put the yeah. butt plugs, you know, in that have like the cattails. I mean, that sounds like a good time, possibly. Uh, yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I want to ignore them. You know, they're esoteric, but they're out there, you know. Hey, to each their own. To each their own. <laughs> want to shove something up your ass and walk around all day with it and pretend like you're a cat? Who am I to tell you? You can't fucking identify as a cat, you know? That's, that's right. <laughs> I mean, who are we to tell you who you can be? Oh, it's just um, <laughs> funny because there was a conversation I had with someone today about those very things. What's next? Someone's going to identify as a box, you know? <laughs> 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 I'm just, trust me, that was a real conversation that was held today. Yeah. Um, I, have, know, I, I identify as handsome and brilliant. <laughs> yeah, those are those are my yeah, full of adjectives. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> Oh man, but you know the world we live in. Yes. But, what a time to be alive, baby. But you know, that's why we podcast because we can say what the fuck we want. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to us. Exactly. You know, we you are not held to any sort of uh FCC regulations or any sort of societal regulations. This is our show and let's say what we want. You know, that's right. And if we want to fucking say cat people are sexy, we'll say cat people are sexy. That's right. And they're trying to make cat people right now. Genetically engineered. <laughs> yes, mango um, cat I, we're two minutes in. I have no idea where the show's going. <laughs> this oh, is, man. We, if Long is listening, we definitely have him engaged. Right now. If Long was on the show today, he, we'd see him across the screen staring at us going, what the fuck is Long? <laughs> you know, fucking white people, man. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, we would definitely get the long look. We both know what the long look is. Yes, that just blank stare. Yeah, like he's going <laughs> to murder us or something. Yes. Um, oh, man, what a week so far. Um, but, you know, uh, who you got in Super Bowl? Just real quick, because, uh, you know, by the time people hear this Monday, we'll know who won. Yeah, I, I want to see the Niners win. I want to see that's, Brock Purdy That's kind of how I feel. I don't give a shit about Brock Purdy. I'm just tired of the Chiefs. <laughs> you know? Same here. They've I, had their couple over the last few years. Let's get somebody different in there. I'm tired of their quarterback sounding like and Kermit it, the Frog and damn. And Taylor it'd be cool Swift. for the Niners to have uh, more Super Bowls than that team up north in North Texas. You know. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. I could deal with that. That'd be good. Um, man, you know, did you? Uh, we don't always do news anymore going into 2024. But did you see uh, Bob Iger gave a lot of interesting updates? Um, and it looks like man, we're going to have to wait till 2026 for new Star Wars from the sound of it. Um, the, the, yeah. It looks like the Mandalorian Kroger movie is going to be first. Um, but the good news behind that seems like we might have two Star Wars movies that year, possibly Mandalorian Grogu and the Ray movie later in 2026. So um, That'll be cool. But, you know, I... It sucks having to wait that long to see stars on the big screen again, but I think uh, 
I think after the divide in the fan base that occurred with the sequels and stuff, I think it's a good idea to wait and be patient. Um, yeah. They always say good things come to those that wait. Um, Cause I do think that maybe star Wars was getting a little, um, I, I don't, I, I will always watch all of it, um, but maybe a oversaturation a bit. So maybe it's good to take this break and, and make it fresh again. Um, and you know, it wasn't even the sequels that caused that. I think it was like, all the ideas of all the spinoffs. And don't get me wrong, Rogue One was fantastic. I enjoyed Solo. But there was all these other ideas of all these other spinoff movies that never got made. Remember at one point they were going to do a Boba Fett movie. They were going to do a Lando movie. Obi-Wan. They, still, they still might yeah. do a Lando movie, an Obi-Wan movie. Of course, we got Boba Fett and Obi-Wan as television series. But it was almost like there was so much going on that it was almost too much. And uh, yeah, and and I think now backing up a little bit and just doing the couple of TV series a year and then I'm waiting for the movies is probably a good idea. Um you know, but uh, it, it's it's cool. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to in 2025. We've got, you know, the kickoff of the DC Universe next year with Superman Legacy. And then mm-hmm. Matt Reeves, the Batman Part 2. Lots of Marvel films coming out next year since they're kind of taking a semi-break in 2024 with just one film. So there will be plenty to keep us busy until we get to more Star Wars. Uh, Avatar 3 next year in 2025, which for some fucking reason I thought that was this year. But no, it's it's we got to wait another year and a half after that. It's like, ugh. You know, um, so you know, there's plenty of this waiting. To. Uh, the big surprise that there's Moana 2 coming out later this year, and it's basically almost done. Uh, apparently, really? it, had been in, it had been in production, was going to be a TV miniseries or something. They decided to produce it as a movie. Um, so Moana 2 coming out later this year, which that's cool. I really actually like Moana, it's one of my more favorite recent Disney films. And then, uh, so, so you know, so some some news coming out from CEO Bob Iger this week at some press conferences at Disney and some things they're working on. But uh, we'll have to wait a little bit for Star Wars, um, you know. Uh, but that's fine. Well, I mean, between now and then, we should have this year the Skeleton Crew. A lot of talk that we're going to have the first trailer for the Acolyte pretty soon. That the Acolyte might be the uh, as early as this May that that's coming out. So, okay, know, and uh, there's some be some good stuff coming. Uh, I mean, hell, we're a few weeks away from the Bad Patch season three, so the final season. So still plenty of Star Wars to watch. Um, so we'll get there. Um, man, you're you're a fan of John Carpenter's The Thing, you know. Uh, man, do, you need to look up this up online, Matt. NECA is releasing a figure of the dog, and I'm talking. Oh no! Blood really? and guts coming out of it. This thing is fucking badass. Damn. Like, that's like it's the scariest, most frightening, but also coolest fucking dog action figure you'll ever see. Um, and uh, so fans of that, I think NECA may even have it available for pre-order already. Um, but they I saw that today. They announced I'm like, wow, that is fucking cool. You know, NECA toys are they're a little pricey, you know, they usually run you 30, 40 dollars for a figure, but they're pretty yeah. sweet figures most of the time. Yeah, um, they you get what you pay for. I mean, they're they're unique, they're detailed and highly collectible, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was cool. Um, but uh, and then there was a a trailer from yesterday for a a Quiet Place Day One. Uh, this that. is a, that's an interesting series, man. Uh, yeah, the first Quiet Place kind of came out of nowhere and it was a really cool film, cool idea, you know, cool sci-fi concept. The sequel was okay, not as good as the first one. Yeah, okay. but uh, but Day One looks pretty fucking intense, man. Um, it's like, how do you take the intensity of a, basically a silent film, like the first two quiet places were and, and make that work with the invasion, you know, and it's still, it looks like they're going to, they're going to do that intensity just as well. 
as the society is attacked by these aliens and have to learn how that they're attacking you because they can hear everything you do. Um, but man, I was like, uh, Lopita Nguyen is starring in it, and uh, okay. I don't, and the guy who's in everything, I don't know how to say his name, uh, Dumdiel Johnson or something. He's a an, an African actor, and uh, I just don't know how to say his name. He's been in a lot of stuff, um, but it looked pretty cool, man. Um, you know, uh, I don't think Krasinski's coming back for directing this. I think someone else is directing it, but it looked pretty intense. Um, but next week, hopefully, we've got a lot of trailers to talk about. You know, after Super Bowl, uh, a lot of rumor of Deadpool three trailer, uh, a lot of rumor of a new yeah. Godzilla Kong trailer this weekend. Um, and we'll we'll see what else. Oh yeah. So he was the uh, yeah he's in everything. Yeah, he's Never in a lot. Down. Yeah, he was in yeah. uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. In Push, uh, he was in the the recent. I think uh, best known for was he in Gladiator with Russell Crowe's one of his best known roles. Yeah, he, he was in Gladiator. His buddy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, he's done, he's been a very good character actor over the years and a lot of stuff. Um, and of course, Lupita Nguyen is fantastic in almost everything she's in. So, yeah, it should be a, should be a very uh, very cool film. But uh, we'll see what trailers hit this weekend, and we'll we'll talk about those uh, those next week. Um, but until then, man, I man, I kind of had a lazy week, but I did get an extra movie watched. I uh, you know I finished the Ghost of Tsushima, the game, mm-hmm. uh, which is absolutely incredible, amazing game, and I, I'm I'm actually. Getting, I'm going to buy the expansion and play it because I read the expansions like another five hours of gameplay, which is pretty sweet for an expansion. Mm-hmm. And PlayStation Store had on sale for like t- half price for like 10 bucks. Like, you know, for 10 bucks, I'll buy the expansion. So um, I just bought it today. So it hasn't downloaded yet and everything. And there's a lot of little extra things you can do in the game in the meantime, like all kinds of collectibles and things like that. I'm kind of doing. Um, but so, you know, being on the Samurai kick I've been on, I, uh, I watched an old Kurosawa film called Yojimbo. And uh, it's on HBO Max, a black and white movie, and uh, it's it's pretty cool, man. It's it's basically a, what Sergio Leone was inspired to make a few dollars more for, where samurai 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 rolls into town, and there's two warring gangs that are in a gambling town, and he pits them against each other, plays both sides. <laughs> um, in fact, it's interesting. I was reading up on it, Sergio Leone. Admittedly, it was inspired by that movie, but didn't credit it. So Kurosawa sued Leon. Um, oh, shit. Over that. And uh, I guess it was settled eventually. And um, and things went on. Obviously, both movies were very successful. And Yojimbo yeah. was successful in 1962. And, and a few dollars more was successful. And and um, so, you know, it worked out in the end. But, but uh, you know, Leon just... I don't know why he felt he could do that, not give the movie credit, but he did. But you know, it was different times then. He felt like he can get away with copyright stuff. But Yojimbo was pretty cool, man. It's a very violent for a 1962 film. Now it's all in black and white, right? Yeah. And uh, but it's still pretty and in, pretty intensely violent. And there's arms getting cut off and a lot of blood. Huh. Um, it's uh it's also played kind of it's different. Like Seven Samurai is a little bit more serious drama with with silly kind of comedy bits put in curious uh yojimbo has more kind of like like goofiness throughout it and and i don't mean mean like goofy it's just like the characters are real like relaxed and kind of nonchalant about things Mm -hmm. so some of the dialogue comes across as kind of like i think supposed to be kind of 
funny. I don't know if it's intentional or not. But then all of a sudden the movie will up its ante, get really serious. It's like with death and stuff. It's bizarre, but it's a good movie. And uh, and there's some crazy language. Like they're calling girl this girl a slut in it. This is 1962. <laughs> I'm like what? It's like, um, it's but it, but it's a cool movie. film. It's it's considered one of Kurosawa's classics, you know. And uh, and um, and just you know, obviously Kurosawa is one of those directors that you know George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. James Cameron, you know, the, the, the top of the top directors of our time have been influenced by Kurosawa. Um, and, and you can see it when you watch his films. And, you know, we've talked about seven samurai coming up on the podcast here, maybe in the next couple of months while it's on a HBO max. And you know, it's an all time classic and, uh, you know, and, and just, you can see why he's, a uh, such a, such a revered director, you know, uh, um, one of the greatest of his time. And, uh, you know, that's really uh, that's all I really had time to watch this week, just because it's been kind of, I don't know, playing uh playing a lot of Ghost of Shame was finishing it, and mm-hmm. and uh and I bought Wyatt wanted me to get WWE 2K23 last year's version because it was on sale, so we've been we've been having some wrestling matches in the house on, on PlayStation Four and having some fun with that, and uh, but uh Wyatt's vicious man for eight years old. He gets mad if you beat him, has a fit, but then when he beats you, he's running around the house going. You smell the rock is cooking, talking smack. I'm like, oh, shit. wait, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. He's a sore winner and a sore loser. That's right. I'm gonna have to take that little <laughs> man out, you know. Then I, then I let him win the title with the rock, and now he won't give me a title shot. Wow, right? I know, right? Man, eight year olds, man. But uh, that's really all I had time to, to check out this week, though. Nice, man. Well, uh, I what I, I was kind of interested in seeing Wonka. Uh, I, I had heard good things about it. Um, and my youngest really, really wanted it. Uh, so I bought it. Uh, I bought Wonka. Um, <laughs> and now it'll be on HBO Max next month. I know, right? Because <laughs> it is a Warner Brothers film. It's one of those things, it, it kind of like whenever you're, you know, your neighbor washes his car, you're like, oh, it's going to rain tonight. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, Wonka's going to hit streaming soon. Um, but. I watched it and uh, I actually liked it. Um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, sometimes I think these, uh, well, this isn't a, a legacy sequel. This is a, a prequel. And I think this is the route to go uh, whenever you're trying to, um, you know, make a, you know, uh, another, you know, an anthology series uh, to a classic well, you film. Can't, you can't do a legacy sequel to Wonka. He gives up the call, the shot to the little girl at the end and he's, or the little boy and he's done. Yeah. You know, he retires, he goes off in the sunset. So you can't do a Wonka legacy sequel. You know? Yeah. You'd have to get Charlie. You'd have to, yeah. It'd have to be a Charlie one. And I don't think Charlie is, would be as interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonka is the one that's interesting. So, you know, his background and, you know, how he came to be and um, Hugh Grant as a, Oompa Loompa, which is hilarious. Yes, he actually he actually is pretty good in the film, um, but the, it was a surprise. The film's like practically a musical, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, um, I told you it's very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, so if you, I, I would say this is worth at least the twenty bucks to rent and have a movie night at home. If you're like, hey, um, you know, I got a nice setup at home. Twenty bucks is. I think well spent, but if, uh, if they announce that they're going to put it on streaming in four weeks, maybe wait four <laughs> weeks. So you don't have to, to spend the 20, no, but uh, it was good. Yeah. Tim, Timothy Shalaman is very good in it. You know, he's, he 
makes the role his own, but yet channels a little bit of Gene Wilder, I think, but just enough. And more so towards the very end of the film than early. Enough. Most of the film, it's, he plays it his own version of Wonka. Yeah. Then when he's doing the classic song, he kind of channels a little bit of Gene Wilder, you know? I remember uh, Gene Wilder's uh, grandson was asked, you know, why he wasn't even, you know, considered uh, to be in Wonka. Uh, and of course, his grandson's in the uh, that wrestling movie with Zac mm-hmm. Efron. Um, and he looks he looks just like Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Uh, maybe yeah. they're just going with the uh, with the hot hand for now, because um, I know he's in Dune and uh, the main yeah, actor. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna sell a movie like that. You want to go with it? Um, you want to go with somebody that's known. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, check it out if you haven't checked it out. Um, or wait and check it out when it comes streaming. Uh, other than that, I did see that uh, the Marvels had came to Disney. Um, I think yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And uh, I had to watch it twice because I actually fell asleep. I was kind of tired. <laughs> or is that boring? I don't know. I'm going to try to check it out this weekend. Yeah, I I would say the the fight sequences, some of the fight sequences with them, obviously, you know, they switch spots. Um, I think that choreography uh, can sometimes be pretty cool, um, but I think it fails to um, it it. I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel like it's part of the Marvel universe to me. Well, I don't even think it's so much of that. I think I know we were. I think we were trying to describe is that since Spider Man No Way Home, the rest of the Marvel films have felt like homework. Yeah, it's like nothing that's been really super enjoyable. It feels like you're watching them just to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, yeah. The I think the only one I think the best uh, that have come out is obviously obviously. Volume three is oh yeah probably the best since uh No Way Home. And, and even that at times feels like a that. chore. Yeah. Um, because you know that you're like, well, I'm trying to see what's gonna happen next, you know. Right. What's this gonna lead into? And and I feel like it's a it's a lot of movie for a little payoff um in, in the film. Uh and, and I feel like they try and make Kamala like uh like like they you know, had uh, Tom's character um, just some of the little tidbits that she does. I don't, I don't want to ruin it for you or anybody, um, but I, I, they try and use similar tropes that made Tom a very likable and memorable character. And, but they, they just don't execute it as much um, because, and I don't think it's, it's very, I don't, know, I don't works very well too because her character is like a fangirl she's a huge fangirl and uh you know she's like just gushing gushing over like captain marvel uh and and you can see this in the series that she was in on on disney plus um and she continues that uh character trait in the marvels and i i don't i think it's uh it's just too much um Mm. and I i just don't think it works um but there are some cool fight sequences. Um, they try and kind of make it emotional, but they don't really take the time to establish that emotional connection at the end. So it just kind of comes off as, you know, now background noise. So would it come off better as a lesbian lick fest? <laughs> yeah, probably. This, this would be better as a, one of those parodies that you see, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, 
but yeah, uh, I mean, watch it because it's you know it's a 2023 movie and it's. Uh, I heard it moves pretty quick. Like I, I did hear it's pretty decently paced, even if it doesn't move for long. It's like it goes. It's like an hour and forty minutes goes by pretty quick. Yeah, it does. And I don't like what they've done to Fury. They've made him uh, like Disney Fury. Well, yeah, they, this isn't the Fury that we've they, seen. And Matt, where have you been? They, they turned Fury a pussy back in Spider Man No Way uh, Home. No, No Way Home, or whatever the yeah. second Spider Man was. Yeah. And or, oh, was yeah. Fighting, fighting against Mysterio, and he was a pussy back then. They've been no. pussifying Fury for a while now. Yeah, but it's even more noticeable now. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, maybe he was like watered down 20%. Yeah, you know, and then now it's like half and half. It's, yeah, it's last, super like. I mean, right, last time Fury was badass was probably Winter Soldier. Yes, know? Fury was maybe, fucking maybe a little bit in Civil, a little bit in Civil War. Yeah, well, Civil War he gets hurt, and that's when he kind of fake his death and all that. No, no, right. that's Winter Soldier. That is Winter he, Soldier. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was the last time he's badass. Yeah, dude, and he's like you know fighting off uh, Hydra agents. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end he shows up and he's like, you have to keep both eyes open. And then he's like, Wah! he pulls off and he's got security clearance in his other eye. And, uh, you know, he's doing badass well, shit. Was, yeah. I yeah. never watched Secret Invasion. Was he a scroll or is he a scroll, though? Man, I never finished it. I yeah. started it, but I never so is finished it. Is he a scroll from Marvels? I don't know. Never, I never really learned that. I know he... He was a scroll, but you know, he wasn't. He's, I don't think he's a scroll because, uh, you know, the the bad guy from Ready Player One, I forget the character, Ben, ben Middleson. Yeah, Ben Middleson. He he was him in uh, in Spider Man. Uh, no, I mean, what was the last Marvel movie? Far from Home was this Far one. from Home. Yeah, Far from Home, where he's like, Home shows that he's up by. in the. Uh, yeah, home run five, where he's like up in space. Yeah, yeah, I remember really, that. And he's in his flip flops. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that that was who was being him, and then you know, what? You know both that both of them are in that uh, secret invasion. Fifty bucks, Spider Man Four is called Return to Home. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or you can return home and fall oh, back yeah. in love with Zendaya. <laughs> I have to say he's a lucky man for tagging that shit. <laughs> he is. I'll give he's I'll give Tom, I'll give our boy lucky. Tom some credit on that one. <laughs> Whole time. Um, but yeah, uh that's really all I've checked out. I'm trying to think of there. Oh I also checked out this it's it's a comedy. It's a twenty twenty three comedy. It's on Peacock. It's called Strays. I didn't even know. Oh this my movie. god! You watched? I heard it's terrible. It it kind of like is. one of the worst movies of the year. Yeah, but there's like it, it caught my ear because I'm like in the bathroom. You know, I just finished my shower, and I hear Jackie put it on, and I hear through the door, "You should you should make you should uh, you should eat his dick and then throw it up and then eat it again." And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Wow! <laughs> like what the? That sounds like. Worse yeah, dialogue. yeah. <laughs> like, what is is this? JMU's is JMU's saying this shit? Uh, but uh, but yeah, I was just like, what what is this? And I just had to keep watching it. Back, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it it makes good background noise. I, it had it had some moments 
Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely not a great movie. Not very many moments because um, it was pretty unanimously panned last year. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's a. Uh, I'll give it a D plus. D plus. There's some dialogue in there that makes you just, you know, say WTF. And then uh, again, you're the fucking guy who likes Sausage Party, so you know. I like Sausage Party. You like Sausage sucked, Party, man. God, you like you like the dude with the with the douche. It's like exactly. Seth Rogen smoked a bunch of fucking doobies. Like, oh, let's make an animated movie about food that has sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good eye fucking idea. And then he yeah, somehow convinced the studio to produce it. It's like, Lord. <laughs> worst, one of the Rogen. worst all I do. That's why I was so worried about his Ninja Turtles. But I'll give him some props. His Ninja Turtles turned out good. Mm-hmm. When I heard Seth Rogen was doing Ninja Turtles, I was like, well, how much weed did he smoke to make this movie? You know? Yep. Ninja yeah. Turtles turned yeah. out good. So, <laughs> yeah, just say, is it is did he take a long draw or did he just take a little puff? You know, yeah, yeah. just a little puff this time, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> but uh, all right, but yeah, well, that's all it. Yeah, on that note, um, let's get into today's featured film, man. Uh, you know, last week we had to start off the show with some disappointing news as um, you know, we the world lost the iconic Carl Weathers, mm-hmm. you know, in a uh, part of our childhood with you know, Predator and. And uh, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, and and uh, I think most importantly and most familiar for most for us and a lot of people was his role of Apollo Creed in the Rocky films. Yeah, and of course he is in the first four films. He plays the bad. I don't want to, I don't want to say the bad guy, but Rocky's he's the title holder in Rocky One, and he's so he's and as Rocky works his way up through the ranks um, to fight him. You know he he beats Rocky in the first film, and but he earns Rocky's respect. Uh, for putting up the fight. And then we get the rematch in part two, in which Rocky is able this time to overcome Apollo Creed and beat him. And uh, we get the the speech that gets me every time. You know, that's one where he's like, we can all change, right? Yeah, that's Rocky 2. No, that's Rocky 4. That's right. Rocky 2 is, yo, Adrian. Yeah, yo, Adrian, I did it. And she's at home because she's pregnant, so she can't go to the fight or something like that. Yeah, and he talks about how she just had his son. and Yeah, and you're like, God dang it, man. It gets me all emotional every time I see Rocky 2. So so we move on to Rocky 3, in which Apollo, we find out, has decided to retire after that fight because he's, you know, he's done. He has nothing left to prove. And Rocky's living the life, man, as as that is our feature film today, Rocky 3. And, um, you know, He's living the life. He's making made a lot of money. He's defending his title. Um, you know, he's the they're, they're boys a few years old because obviously the the film doesn't indicate it. They he defends the title ten times, but you kind of understand it's three or four, maybe three or four years after Rocky two because you're yeah. not going to do ten title fights in a year. You know, um, yeah, no. and uh, you know, and and this newcomer comes along, played by Mr. T, who makes his film debut, and. Uh, plays clubber lang who wants a shot at the title and this is after rocky does a charity event where he fights thunder lips hulk hogan who apparently is a super masculine world champion wrestler yeah. who apparently the bangs ultimate a lot. male yeah. yeah the ultimate male apparently bangs a lot of babes in the process and all this um well it's alluded to anyway and they do a charity match which he basically about destroys rocky and it turns out that he's not such a bad guy after all though i find that's the hardest scene in this whole movie for me to watch because it's so like it's surreal that scene. It just yeah. feels like weird and out of place. It's just really, really kind of a strange scene. And uh, and so Clover Lang's watching this, and he thinks that Rocky has become a uh, 
shell of himself, unafraid to truly defend the title that all the fighters he's fighting are chumps. And he catches up with Rocky at a, an event where they dedicate the statue to Rocky and, and uh, he calls him out. So you're afraid to fight me, you know, and, and everything. And Rocky kind of ignores him at first, but then Clubber Lane's persistent and keeps saying, look, you know, come at me, man, come at me. Starts taking shots at his wife, which in real life made Mr. T's mother mad. She did not like that. She said, I told yes. you better, told you to talk to women better than that. And she <laughs> yeah. left the theater. She, yeah, she had to explain to him, like, mom, it's a movie role, which I think is really funny. Because um, yeah. uh, Mr. T played a tough guy, but anyone that knows him and his work over the years, he's truly nice guy in the industry, man. Loves children, does tons of charity work. Just a really good person. Um, you know, so I thought that was pretty humorous. And he eventually gets the fight with Rocky. And, man, Rocky takes it for granted. He's not prepared. He loses, um, you know, and, and it's disappointing. And, unfortunately, he also loses his long-time trainer, Mick, who's, uh, you know, having uh, some heart issues ends up uh, going on to his uh, his to his heavenly reward at that, at that point in the film. And and that that's it for Rocky. He's done. He's, he's like, you know what? I have nothing left to prove. You know, I can't go on without Mick, but. That's where Apollo comes in. Apollo says, look, man, you know, you, you know, the reason you lost this is because you, you lost that eye of the tiger. You know, you, you don't have it anymore and uh, I can help you get it back. And Rocky turns him down at first. He says, man, I'm not doing it. You know, I'm, I'm done. I, I've got a family now. I have money. I, I, what else do I need to prove to the world? And, uh, and Apollo says, look, man, you know, uh, when, 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 uh, when I lost that fight to you, man, it took me a while to get over it, but I had, to realize I had no regrets because I was, you know, a champion, but you know, you, you, you it's going to eat at you, man. I, 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 you lost differently than I did. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. what he says in a way, you, you know, I didn't feel bad. I lost to you, but the way you lost, it's, it's eating at you and it's going to eat at you forever. If you don't go and prove yourself, he goes, and then Rocky's like, what if I lose again? And, and Apollo's like, well, at least you tried, but don't walk away like this, you know? So he convinces him and he trains him. And then, uh, you know, uh, really about, that's where he spent about 20 minutes of the movie just training. <laughs> One of the mm -hmm. longest training sequences in the history of a film. And then we get that. He tells him how to dance around the ring so he can wear out. Yeah, club tells him how to be faster and how to, uh, and, and, and stronger at the same time, build his upper body strength to take Clever Lane's punches. Mm -hmm. And then we get the, um, the fight at the end, which is strangely the only Rocky movie that shows the entire fight because it's only four rounds. And, uh, and Rocky wins and gets his title back and at the end of the film. And, um, and, Goes off into the sunset happy because uh, essentially this was going to be the last film. And we we uh, and we get a little fun scene with Apollo and Rocky at the end where they fight each other because he tell Apollo tells me you owe me a rematch. And, you know, and they, we get a shot at the end. And, and that was essentially supposed to be the end of the series. But we know we end up getting four a couple of years later because Stallone struggled to make Rocky three. He had ran out of ideas. He said, hey, the idea I had was for her to lose and make his comeback. That's where it stopped. He didn't know where yeah. to take the role next. But then he realized, like, you know, what What else happens to fighters or great sporting events? And and um, if I read right, he had a conversation with Muhammad Ali or someone that he knew did. And, and Muhammad said that the worst thing is, is a fighter gets down and wants to come back and think he's washed up. So Rocky was like, well, that's where we'll go with the story, you know? Yeah. Um, and the way they did that is because they – you know, Mick had revealed that, you know, they were the, the 10 people that he defended his title against. They were good fighters, but they weren't killers like Clever Lang. Right. Uh, they were handpicked. And so because of this, you know, and whenever he loses to Clubber, he feels like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't the fighter that he thought he was. Right. He doubts himself. 
that doubt turns into fear and that turns into that emotional conversation he has with Adrian says for the first time in my life, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Man, one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. And And, 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 when did you get so tough? Talia Shire, who's fairly quiet for the first couple of Rocky films because she plays the, his wife and she just wants the best Rocky man. She pulls out the acting chops and it's a great scene for her, you know, in that, in that scene. Yeah, she's like out with it, and then and then even the the stuff with with the uh, with Creed, you know, there is no tomorrow, and, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that it's something that it's a message you need to keep in the back of your head uh, for whenever you're just like, man, I, tomorrow, man, tomorrow, I I can't do it today. Tomorrow well, turns into never. You know, and one thing I like about this is because we are kind of paying tribute to Carl Weathers today. Is uh, the first two films Apollo is played up to be a kind of a villain boxer, you know, he's oh, but this chump, he ain't got nothing on me, he's just a boy, and he don't deserve no shot, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he talks all kinds of shit and all kinds of smack, and it carries over to the second film. And Rocky Three is really refreshing to see the humanized Apollo Creed and, and not that he wasn't humanized before, but he goes from being this just kind of nasty villain that you want Rocky just to punch the shit out of to a guy that you understand has this massive respect for Rocky, that they have developed a friendship over these last few years that may have happened behind the scenes off the screen, but you know, mm-hmm. they respect each other. And, and Carl really gets to, uh, to be Apollo Creed in this movie more than just a boxer in the first two, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you see a whole lot more personality, um, especially with the uh, with him helping Rocky get his. It's, it's should be called Rock how how Rocky got his groove back, uh, you know. And, <laughs> and Apollo Rocky, helps. Rocky that. finds his mojo, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whenever he's trying to help him uh, help him dance and teach him to move his hips, and uh, <laughs> and Polly is freaking like you know, borderline racist comments over there. <laughs> He's like, he, he ain't go, he don't have no rhythm. He ain't colored. And I'm like, <laughs> <"The heck?" laughs> Polly, man. yeah, man. But that's his character. Uh, you oh, know? Yeah. I like how Stallone in the movie. He's like, he's like, yeah, it just takes six years to, to get used to. And he's <laughs> like, I ain't got six years. <laughs> I ain't got it. <laughs> But it's this is this is some people's favorite Rocky film um, because of the camaraderie between Carl uh, Weathers. This Rocky was his and, favorite. Yeah, this yeah this is he doesn't this even fight the film, but it was his favorite film. No, he they they stop the screen before you see that punch finally mm-hmm. land at the end. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know it's crazy that IMDb has Rocky Four rated just a little higher than this one. Well, that's because people put in punch in those ratings, you know. Yeah, and, and people like I think they like Drago as a villain, you know. Right. That he, he, I think it does have he does have a good villain in four, um, but like we've said before, it's uh, it's it's a simple revenge story, um, you know. I wish and he regret, you know, Stallone regrets killing uh, Creed off in four. Oh yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, this this film. Uh, it's not as emotional as the first film, the first yeah. film or the second film. Um, it has its moments, but it's got a little bit of everything. It's got comedy. 
Um, it's got, uh, you know, it's got its action. It does have its emotional stuff and it's got that eighties flair to it where, you know, where oh, you're sure. just running in the water, jumping up and, and hugging, With uh, the 80s shorts on. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, and then the, the way Stallone runs, uh, they, they've used that meme for how eighties gym teachers, uh, <laughs> looked. And I'm like, I, I see it every time I, I watch that film, but, uh, but man, that's, uh, what, what a great villain and a great way to bring Apollo back, uh, and make him like ultra relevant as, as the new well, Mick, you know, that's the thing, Mr. T, I don't think it's enough credit. And in fact, this was his film debut It's this got him his role in a team. And the reason he was never brought back in Rocky is because he was busy filming a team. There was talks yeah. about bringing Clubber Lang back at one point. It just never worked out. Um, you know, uh, and, a lot of people think he's catchphrase. I pity the fool came from a team. It actually came from this movie, this movie, um, you know, because he says it, uh, he says it very quickly. He's doing a press conference, um, so, you know, or uh, I pay, I pity the fool for thinking he can take me on, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and it became, be I won't be beat. Don't. Yeah. And, and Mr. <laughs> T is actually very good in the movie. I mean, he plays the part he's supposed to play, you know, and, and does a good job. His uh his boxing scenes, his boxing choreography are very believable and very real. Um, I do like how you said it has this '80s flair where Hollywood was still at this point with sound effect work. They weren't quite out of that '70s '80s martial arts fight movie phrase where they were using uh built-in sound to make the bot punches sound louder, and it's a little mm -hmm. bit like. Okay, we you know so it, but it, but it's definitely a product of the times that kind of stuff in this movie, um, you know. But and I think the only thing I'm maybe missing from this movie is I think uh, when Rocky wins at the end is a uh, you know I don't know I felt like it'd been nice to Clubber to maybe show him some respect you know and instead it just sort of the ring gets crowded and Clubber's gone and Rocky wins and it's just kind of over, you know? Yeah. Um, but that would have been kind of cool, I guess. Uh, but I, I don't think I, Clubber's I, the kind of, his character. He's not, is not quite Apollo Creed. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I like this film, man. I, I don't, I don't like it as much as like one and two, but I, I do think it's a good Rocky film. I think it doesn't always get credit that it deserves for being pretty solid. Um, you know, it's, it's also sad because we lose Mick in this movie. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of disappointing, and and uh, you know, and Rocky even uh, doesn't want Mick to to leave this world being disappointed, so he even tells Mick that he won, even though he didn't, you know, and uh, so you know, and that that was kind of just heartbreaking to see. I remember seeing this when I was a kid and thinking, man, I was like really sad that Mick died. You know? <laughs> it's like it's not fair, you know? yeah, man. He and it's like just it's kind of Mick is still being tough on him as he's dying. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what to do. He's like, what do you mean you don't know what to do? All these years of fighting, you don't know what to do. He's like, get out there oh, and win. Bur Burgess <laughs> Meredith was so fantastic as Mick in the, the three films. You know, I mean, he yeah. just really was. Uh, and, and credit to Stallone, man. This is his defining career role. He's he's always good as Rocky. Um, you know, I didn't really care too much for Rocky Five with the brain damage thing and stuff. It was kind of like, yeah, dude. you know, it was just, it felt well, off. You know what they did, then right? They, Rocky Balboa just sort of goes away, and all of a sudden he doesn't have brain damage. <laughs> yeah. What they wanted to do, they wanted to try at the studio said, Well, what what made the first two films successful? So they tried to put Rocky back 
into like that lower, you know, income lifestyle. They want, didn't want him to be a, you know, a rich right. fighter. So they tried to find a way to get him back into like the slums of Philly. Yeah, and so right. that's how they came up with the story. There was even of, talks at one time of five being an absolute direct sequel to four where he fought Drago again. You know, I remember oh, yeah. that as just a rematch, but it never happened. You know, so. You uh, got that, that fake, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, or that fake, uh, oh, crap. What's his, what's that promoter's name? Don, uh, d- uh, not Don Knox. What am I thinking of? Don King. Don King. Don King. Yeah. Don King. yeah. He's yeah. like, <laughs> just the, the way that character is, it just, he's just too, uh, he embellishes too much on his character. Yeah. But, you know, the Rocky franchise is a good franchise. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, defining role for Stallone, you know, and defining for Carl Weathers, too, playing the yeah. great Apollo Creed, kind of defined his career to go into other roles he had. And, uh, and man, and, and this movie, just uh, watching this week, just, you know, says, man, damn, we lost Carl Weathers, man. But what, what gifts he gave us that we could continue to watch on screen, too, you know? Yeah. It's iconic roles. I think it. I think it's a. Yeah, it's really a, a role that defined Mick too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. As well, Burgess Meredith already had a lot of success with the Penguin as Batman, other movies, yeah. and other things. Clash you of know. the Titans. Yeah. You know, Grumpy Old. Well, he died uh, af- shortly after Grumpy Old Man. Right. So he pretty. He had a pretty successful career, but this is definitely defining for Rocky and mm-hmm. or for Stallone and, and Carl Weathers, and to an extent to Leah Shire too. She definitely. You know, people remember her as Adrian. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, yeah. The Rocky Three, man. The entire Rocky saga, they're all available on HBO Max if, if you want to watch them. Yeah. At least the first five are. I don't know if Balbo, I think Balbo is too. I think they're all on there. Yeah. Yeah. Balbo is the one with the great quote the, it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and yeah. keep moving forward. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, the, before we get out of here, it's that time for uh, of the month. As uh, February is a short month, only got like four weeks, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna hit this month in pop culture history uh, a little earlier this month, and next week we're gonna have a, a cool top five for you as we're bringing that top five back at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. But for yeah. now, Matt, let's bring it, man. This month in pop culture history for the month of February. Yeah. So 1976, this month, pop culture history. Uh, Taxi Driver, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Robert De Niro. Jodie Foster premieres. Um, and I have, I've actually never seen, uh, I've only seen parts of it. Yeah. I've only seen parts of it. I've never, I just haven't had an interest. You know, I'm not really like, I'm not that into psychological thrillers where people are go mad. That's why I didn't like the Joker movie. You know, I, uh, yeah, I just never really had a high interest in it. You know, no disrespect to De Niro because he's obviously one of our great actors of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, but just never want to sit down and watch it all the way through. I've seen parts of it, just bits and pieces, but just never. Not really my thing, man. I've never seen Raging Bull either, you know, which was De Niro. Oh, the yeah. Famous boxing movie. Never seen that. Yeah, it was De Niro and Robert Redford, right? Uh, maybe. I don't yeah. get wrong on the Redford part, but definitely De Niro, yeah. Yeah, De Niro was definitely in it. Um, I know you'll like this one. This month, 1986, A Better Tomorrow premieres in Hong Kong. Obviously, oh, yeah. we all know who starred in that film. <laughs> The uh, the great Chow Young Fat. That's right, baby. Chow Young uh, Fat. I mean, yeah, such such. I mean, such a great film. I mean, it's uh, 
arguably started Wu's popularity in America. Um, and it just grew and grew with the killer and hardball. And it's just, here's the amazing thing about that, Matt. It's like, and, and we, I know we discussed a bear tomorrow for my birthday movie last year, but like, like now Godzilla minus one, extremely successful Japanese film because of yes. you have the internet, you have a lot more theaters than you had in 1986. Uh, lot, the internet itself, it just makes everything so accessible. But that Wu got popular in America through bootlegs, home video, uh, some lucky video store clerk that thought, man, I'm going to order a copy of this movie and send it to people. Yeah. And young kids like Quentin Tarantino watching these movies, it became film directors. You know, people like me in high school hearing about Hardball and the Killer from other film fans at the comic book shop or whatever. So it was almost like this grassroots thing of how John Woo became so popular before he came to America to make Hard Target and Broken Arrow face off. And uh, that's fucking cool, man. You know, you would never have that now. There's no such no, thing as a wouldn't. grassroots campaign. You know, if the film is good, a film is good and you're going to hear about it through streaming, the internet, whatever, like The Man from Tomorrow, which we covered a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it came out the right era that word of mouth was able for it to reach people. But man, but John Woo was truly, you know, a grassroots thing to get his popularity grown and and thank the world for it because we have some of the best action films of all time, including A Better Tomorrow. Yeah, man, unheard of. Um, This month, 1994, didn't realize this had ever happened, but Jack Nicholson attacked a car with a golf club. Oh, and shit. Uh, I'm just like, man, is he like, uh, is this, is he like going crazy like his character from, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, Jack kind of got the hint, glint in his eye, yeah. man. You know, I don't know if I'd mess with him, you know, for real, man. I, it made me think that, you know, he is some of these characters that he's played, the Joker. Which, well, uh, at the same boss, time, you know, at the same time, though, I've read stories about him, how like he is an absolute gentleman on sets, movie yeah. sets and stuff that he's gentlemanly to women. He's just uh, he is kind of movie starish. He's not going to go sign autographs or take pictures with you, but he is just very, very respectful to people. So maybe he was having a bad day that day. A motherfucker needed a golf club to the car. You know, maybe so, man. Maybe so. Uh Let's go back a little bit further. Uh, we talked about some cowboy movies last week. And so uh, 1939, Stagecoach, directed by John Ford, uh, starring John Wayne, premieres in Miami. Uh, a cowboy movie directed by a cowboy. <laughs> and, did, and then did it become a TV series too? I know Bonanza is a very popular TV series. I, I want to say it did. I want to say it did, man. Uh, Still an extremely popular movie from almost, man, it's crazy to think it's almost 90 years old now, you know. Wasn't it remade once? It may have been, yeah. Yeah, remade, like unpopular remake, kind of like Open Range. Yeah. Well, Open Range, that wasn't a remake, though. Was it? I don't think it was. Maybe I'm thinking of Vanishing, another uh, uh, Viggo Mortensen movie. Man, I'm thinking of uh, Vanishing. Appaloosa. Appaloosa was a remake, I believe. Appaloosa. Yeah. Um, we're going to get some news about this. So I, I had to mention it. 2016 Deadpool's released, uh, starring of course, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, That's and, not, uh, man, it's hard to believe yeah. it's been that long already. Yeah, dude. It's, it's been eight years, mm. eight years since Deadpool. I know you're a bigger fan than I am. I like it. I don't love it. You know, I like it better than the second one. The second one just felt like, 
watching the same shit over again with yeah jokes that just the, the jokes missed so bad in the second one that i'm just like people think this is funny i mean that's just my honest opinion i think the jokes in the second one are just miss left and right i just did not laugh in the second one the first one at least had some moments you know first one was very original um i think the second well, one except for the origin was, story yeah except for the origin yeah. story yeah i was like yeah, yeah. yeah that part was kind of yeah and ed what's his name uh ed screen or whatever that actor's name is who still even now in rebel moon hasn't learned how to act eight years later He's yes. just a bad actor. <laughs> he like, is, man. But he keeps getting roles somehow. I guess he plays villains well. <laughs> guess they just like him being an asshole. Yeah, maybe so. Asshole. But he's an just asshole. so bad on screen. Like everyone <laughs> complained about Rebel Moon's acting. I thought Rebel, most of Rebel Moon's acting was fine, except for him. It's yeah. just like he's just not very good. It's not, but, man. You know, he tries to do the same thing in every movie. Like he thinks he's Michael Cerna. Only yeah. Michael Cerna can get away with it. Could be that. Michael Cerna. Yeah. Maybe he works for cheap. You know, maybe it's like, oh, well, you know, we can get this villain for less than we can get Mel Gibson as a villain or something. Exactly. <laughs> All right. 2022 this is fairly recent, uh, you know, because I had to mention this guy. Uh, if I'm mentioning Ryan Reynolds and that's uh, the music man revival of Meredith Wilson's the musical starring Hugh Jackman and Sutton opens at Winter Garden Theater, New York City. That's uh, pretty random, but yeah, Hugh Jackman is the uh, is such such a talented individual. Like, if you're a dude, you do everything. If you're a dude, I think it's okay to say, "Man, I want to be like Hugh Jackman. I can yeah. sing, I can dance, I can look tough, I can kick your ass. I probably fuck like a man wants to fuck." <laughs> and you yeah. know, that's just you know, uh, yeah, you know, dude, he that's, gets that's just Hugh Jackman's that kind of person. Yeah, dude, I he'll mean, get prime prime evil on you. Whatever we've seen way his range in film is, from yeah. from the X Men films to to the Greatest Showman to romantic comedies. I mean, the guy is just you know, Hugh sometimes to me doesn't get enough credit for how talented he is. Honestly, yeah, yeah. just a, a talented, talented actor. And I forget who came out and said that uh, that Hugh is more contributed more to the Marvel universe than Robert Downey Jr. I th I think it's, that is a tough comparison. Um, I think they both have their share of what they've done. Yeah, know. exactly. You uh, paved the way for the Marvel universe to happen for real. But then yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Carried the Marvel universe for 11 years. Yeah. You're talking about a passing of the torch. Really? Right. I think um, they both had their part in things. Yeah. If the X-Men films don't exist, Marvel universe probably doesn't happen. Agreed. Um, and lastly, I uh, wanted to end on on a tender note since we're, we talked about a, a oh, tender note. Tenderness yeah. Valentine's next week, so we got some tenderness. Yeah. So 2001, 81st Academy Awards, uh, Hugh, uh, uh, Heath Ledger posthumously uh, wins Best Supporting Actor for his performance as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Um, rip to, uh, to a legend. Yep. Yeah, and uh, man, now I feel like we should do Heath's movie next week. We got Heath's movie coming up in a couple weeks. We, we might have to. We might have yeah. to now. This is this is the month. Yeah, and, and his and his past his death passing anniversary would just occur too. Yeah. So man, but uh, man, he was just such a talent, you know, and uh, way too young. Um, man, you know what? We're gonna call an audible on the show, just like we did last week. Yes. In two weeks row, we'll flip flop. We'll flip flop. Hell the movie yeah, we're gonna dude. do. We'll flip flop them. 
So this Peyton Manning for, would do it. Peyton Manning would call an audible now. <laughs> but we'll go ahead and preview next week's film. This was planned for two weeks from now, but we're going to do it ne next week because Matt threw a bone there, man. This is there totally go, your fault, man. And um, <laughs> this is a movie that I've actually wanted to cover this movie for a long time. It was never streaming anywhere. Um, it is available on Blu-ray and all that, but I didn't like, man, I don't want to have to, you know, I didn't want to buy it or something. And uh, and it, it's finally showed up on Paramount Plus. And I think it's yes. on HBO Max as well. It might be on both now. Okay. So it's finally streaming some places, and that is uh, Lords of Dogtown. Oh, oh. Judgment Day, boys. Now get out there and surf, little grommet. Sleep all day, I'm on that. I know where you're going. Back to the boneyard for you, pal. We surf and we skate every day. With days, you can do the same hard turns that you do on your surfboard. Wow. This wave breaks 24 hours a day, every day. And you know what, bros? We're going to be the first to ride it. is putting together a skate team. There are going to be hundreds of skaters from all over the country, and we need to shut them down. Oh, nice socks, oh, man. Here's our entry fees. Now, where's our trophies? Ah! Oh, my God. It's some type of aerial maneuver I've never seen before. Next up, Jay Adams riding for Zephyr Skateboards. Stacy Peralta. Tony Mad Dog album. It's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. To the boy kings. Where's the famous Tony Alva? Make you a star. Wow, you're famous, sis. You guys gotta think bigger, man. I wanna make money. I wanna do it all right now. This is our time, bros. The boys are getting offers, man. This isn't about fame or money. Tell you put those kids in the magazines. They didn't care about either one. Well, they do now. We can't bail on Skip. We're Z-Boys. We're family. You need to keep pushing, man. Hey, Tony, it looks like it's gonna be you or me, man. No, it's not. It's me. We're gonna be on summer vacation for the next 20 years. Man, this movie is based on a true story about uh, famous, uh, man, their names are escaping me right off the top of my head, but a lot of skateboarders that got their start in the late 70s or early 80s, even before Tony Hawk. And it, it, they brought oh, skateboarding wow. in the forefront in California. Um, they made skateboarding a popular underground sport, which went on to the 80s where Tony Hawk made skateboarding just blow up completely. And yes. I do think there is a Tony Hawk, a young Tony Hawk, not the real Tony but an actor playing him in the movie towards the end or if i remember yeah. right it's been a while since i've seen this but it's such a good film i mean you know emil hirsch is in this and he's really really good in it um actually all the actors in this movie all the young kids do a good job and and heath is in there as like their mentor and uh he's he's amazing in the film too um so uh it's, it's gonna be fun to rewatch lords of dogtown and talk it next week and uh, maybe talk some behind the scenes of the true story of behind lord lords of dogtown um in fact there's a documentary called Dogtown and the Z-Boys. 
which was made simultaneously when this film came out. And I believe it's on the app too, streaming. So, okay. um, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, we'll have time to watch both, but maybe it'll help give some insight. I actually saw the documentary years ago, but I haven't watched it since. So, you know, but uh, so it should be fun, man. It's going to be a fun one to watch to talk next week. Yeah, man. Talk I, to you late, be a late, great Heath Ledger. Yeah. This will be a first watch for me. I, I remember uh, you telling me to watch Lords of Dogtown. I think a, I think a couple of years ago, um, we were just talking about Heath Ledger movies that we might do uh, on the show at one point, and I suggested A Knight's Tale. And uh, you're like, oh, Lords of Dogtown's a way better Heath Ledger right. movie. And uh, I was like, oh, Lords of Dogtown. Great. I mean, no disrespect to Heath Ledger, but Knight's yeah. Tale is like, it's okay. It's just not that good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think, uh, hot, it? yeah, uh, definitely. And yeah. then Paul Bettany's really good in the film too. Well, Paul Bettany's good in everything he does, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, man, I'm hitting this. Like you're, man, we're only six weeks into 2024 and it's like your third first watch film. Yeah. You're, you keep <laughs> picking new watches for me. So now I, I'm like, but this is cool. Cause it's like, it just, you know, expands my, uh, my library of Have things you, that I've watched. If if we do Seven Samurai here in the next couple months, have you ever seen it? Nope. Was, wow, you've never seen Seven Samurai. And I've never That's seen like Apollo a, 13. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, man, but Seven Samurai is like on the echelon if you're a film fan that you have, should have seen at least once. And to be fair, I never, I, I think my first watch of it was just a few years ago. But you know, yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, good deal then, man. Um, so next week, Wars of Dog Town the show. Until then, the Rebel Radio Podcast.com for all your Rebel Radio needs, news, apps, social medias, all those good things. And whatever motherfucker keeps trying to post porn bots on our Rebel Radio. Group oh my page, God. Yes. I'm going to find you and I'm going to send shit to your IP. But I, I turned on post production. So it seems to have slowed down now. Um, yes. I have gotten a few that asked for approval and I'm like, nope. No matter how good that ass looks, I'm not approving it. But, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until next time. This has been Mark. This has been Matt. Remember, as always, just go, go there, there and do it. it.